Good morning, football fans, and welcome to this Monday morning episode of Morning Kickoff, a weekly show where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we're live on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Matt Witt. Uh, you can check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around nine o'clock central. Uh, we were in a little bit of an issue, so we're a little late. So I had some technical difficulties here uh, with my IP, but uh, we're here. We're live 930 a.m. on a Monday morning. I hope you all have an amazing, beautiful Monday and a great week. Uh, we have a lot to talk about today. Today is uh, April 11th, 2022, and we're here to talk about the upcoming NFL draft and team OTAs is uh, starting up as well now. So we're kind of entering this new league year. We're moving on from the bad taste we had in us by Vikings fans, the bad taste we had in from this last season. And now we can kind of look for a restart, a refresh, this new era of Vikings football. And we're here to kind of talk about uh, uh, prospects that I believe the Vikings should target in the first round of this NFL draft. We're also going to be taking a little look at the uh, upcoming quarterback prospects because everyone's always interested in the quarterbacks. It might be a bad quarterback class, but there's going to be a gem in the mix. One of these guys are going to end up being a franchise quarterback. And we're here to kind of make our prediction and talk about this going forward. I hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. As the NFL draft is almost here, we're I believe we're two weeks away exactly from the NFL draft, if I have that right. Uh, we're kind of here to finally talk about who I believe Kwesi and the Minnesota Vikings organization should target in the first round of the draft. In the first round of the draft, we're mostly looking at uh, taking players at the 12th pick or trading down. I do not want to see the Vikings trade up. I think it would be dumb for the Vikings to trade up unless if they trade up a few spots for one of these uh, tier one corners, uh, Sauce Gardner or Derek Stingley. That's a different story. But other than that, I want the Vikings to sit at 12 and see what they can get unless they trade up a few spots for those corners. So uh, we're going to leave there that uh, that there as well. So uh, if we're taking a look at the top 10 players prospects that I'm looking the Vikings to take, I want a defensive back. I want someone who can play on this and start on this defensive front. I want either a wide receiver or someone to play as an interior offensive lineman. That's really what I'm looking at here when I'm looking at the Vikings to take players in the first round, both sticking at 12 or trading down. We're going to start off with my number one prospect here, and that's Kyle Hamilton. I have talked about it many times let's not outrule the fact that Kyle Hamilton could be on the board at 12. It feels like everybody's talking about oh Kyle Hamilton top 10 top 7 pick. Yeah we don't know that. We see corners our safeties fall every year. Why? Because it's a safety. You can find starting caliber safeties in the third round and these top 10 teams they know that and it seems like a lot of NFL fans don't seem to realize that Kyle Hamilton can very easily be still available at the 12th pick. I talked about it months ago and I'll still continue to say if he's available at 12 there's no better place for him to go than right here in Minnesota where we need two safeties. We need someone to fill in for uh, Harrison Smith as he's reaching the final chapter of his career and we need someone to play alongside Harrison Smith. Kyle Hamilton uh, falling to 12 would be great to fall right into our hands. Quasi taking the best player available. Seems like that's what his plan is right here. And you can take Kyle Hamilton, who's arguably the best player in this draft. But we saw Ed Reed fall to the 24th pick. We saw uh, Troy Palamalu fall to the 14th, 16th pick. And we saw Derwin James recently fall to the 14th pick. We see great safeties fall all the time. And for that reason, I believe Kyle Hamilton there's a there's a 35% chance he'll still be available at 12. And that's a very high chance considering a lot of these teams uh, he's one of the best players uh, well-rounded prospects in this draft class so he can definitely step up on our uh defensive 
Uh, right right off the bat, start day one alongside Harrison Smith, and that would be great for our defense. Love the pick, love the idea, and let's not outrule the fact that he should still be on the board. Now getting to our biggest need, and that is cornerback. Right off the board, Ahmad Gardner, Sauce Gardner. Love the guy. In my opinion, he's gets a, he gets the edge over uh, Derek Stingley, and I'll kind of show you real quick here why I believe. Um, if we head on over here, uh, Ahmad Gardner and Derek Stingley have very similar tapes when it comes to their um, performance in college. Uh, Ahmad Gardner playing in the ACC a little bit less of a hard of a conference in the SEC where uh, Derek Stingley was both lockdown corners in college they're the tier one two best corners in this draft no question but when you're looking at Ahmad uh, Gardner he has the higher upside here where he is taller I mean height doesn't really matter when it comes to corners but he the, his big thing is his um wingspan his size his ability to break up passes that's really what he has going for him and that's why I think that Ahmad Gardner him being available at 12 would be massive for the Vikings trading up a couple spots for Ahmad Gardner too still amazing picks for the Vikings he finishes high in a lot of the categories that matter and he was a complete lockdown corner at the SEC now if we're heading on our ace uh, ACC he was sorry ACC is from Cincinnati so we saw him play in the championship as well we also saw Derek Stingley play in the championship a few years ago he was started four years uh, with LSU and we're already the LSU Vikings and that brings me on to my next thing over here and that is Derek Stingley Derek Stingley Jr., him being available at 12 would be so nice. It feels like it's not going to happen, though. For how many teams need corners right now, it feels like it's not going to happen. But again, it can happen. I mean, him being available at 12, corners don't tend to fall. But we could definitely see Derek Stingley uh, fall to 12 because he has a high possibility of failure in the NFL and us Vikings we love our LSU we're the LSU Vikings at this point he can play alongside Patrick Peterson who was also uh went to LSU so if we head back on over to the screen if you look at Derek Stingley he might not finish as great as Ahmad Gardner did in a lot of the categories but that doesn't matter he started four years in the SEC and he was a complete I don't want to say he was a complete lockdown corner. He had some uh questionable plays but again I would definitely take Derek Stingley don't overthink it don't overthink Derek Stingley. He has an amazing tape in college. What more is there to ask for? And us Vikings, yeah, we desperately need corners right now. We need someone to start alongside Patrick Peterson, start someone to start day one. And that's why I'm looking at those three defensive backs. I'm looking at Kyle Hamilton, who can start at safety. I'm looking at Ahmad Gardner starting at corner. I'm looking at Derek Stingley starting at, at corner as well. If we don't get any of those three players, Kyle Hamilton, Ahmad Gardner, or Derek Stingley, we should honestly trade down. Like, I don't see why the Vikings should, should take anybody else right here. And if you can find a trade destination to trade down and maybe take one of those tier two corners where you can find a player like Trent McDuffie, Andrew Booth, that's what I'm really looking at here. When you're staying at the 12th pick, I want a defensive back so bad. We need a defensive back so bad. We were one of the worst secondaries this last season, and it mostly is due to just that we don't have anybody on the secondary. We don't. Other than Harrison Smith, we need these young guys. We don't have any young guys in the secondary who are ready to step up. Some will argue Cam Dantzler. I would, I'd, I'd get over the Cam Dantzler hype for a lot of you guys. But if the Vikings cannot tr find a trade destination to trade down, honestly, go with wide receiver. I've talked about it many times. I mean, people kind of, yeah, we have one of the best receiving cores, but yeah, we need wide receivers still. 
Why? Look at look at our current receiving core. Obviously, Justin Jefferson, do it all. JJ, Jet us, the Jets. He does everything right. So that's exactly what we need. He's a complete, well-rounded wide receiver and one of the best in the league. Give him a deep threat to play alongside him. Right now, Adam Thielen is going into his 30s. He has shown really no sign of decline yet, but again, he's going into his 30s, and this might be the last season he has with the Vikings. Outside of that, KJ Osborne, his his ceiling is really being a wide receiver three slot role receiver right now. Let's be honest. The guy will probably never be a starting wide receiver or starting a wide receiver to get the second most targets on the offense. Give someone to work with Justin Jefferson and who better than Garrett Wilson, who is a complete deep threat from Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State. Sorry, a lot of Ohio State's fan get mad at me when I don't say the Ohio State. That's really wide receiver you right there. We see a lot of great wide receivers come out of uh, the Ohio State and he can play alongside Justin Jefferson. Obviously, Jefferson gets over 10 targets a game or at least should get over 10 targets a game. You can have Garrett Wilson, who's your deep threat alongside him. And then you got Irv Smith Jr., your big body receiver. Adam Thielen is also Adam Touchdown Thielen right there as well. So if we head on over to the screen right here. Garrett Wilson, you can see how his, uh, he kind of ranked in a lot of categories. He's a smaller guy, obviously, but his big role is really his speed. That's his upside right there is how he can uh, run past guys. That's kind of how he played in college. That's him and Chris Olave in college. They were great route runners and great after the catch, and they just like ran past guys. And that's all we need to see Garrett Wilson do on our offense as we have Justin Jefferson who does everything for us. And then you can have Garrett Wilson who just runs past guys. That's really what his role is there and make plays after the catch. And then... um. Another wide receiver that I want to mention here, I don't have Jamison Williams on this list. I just don't believe the Vikings should target Jamison Williams in this draft. His, him coming off of an injury is a massive concern. He might still be one of the best deep threats, but if Jamison Williams is the only wide receiver available, I would honestly go ahead and pass on him. I'm sorry. I loved the guy in college, and I loved him working with Bryce Young, and Alabama's offense looked great, but again, he's coming off of an injury that he just suffered, and I don't know if you want to take those players in the first round, or especially with the 12th pick. So next up, if we head on over to here, uh, Drake London. Drake Lennon, I love the receiver in USC. Now, another player who has suffered with some injuries. He missed a majority of this last season, but still big body receiver should be able to work and coming off of this injury should still look great. Drake Lunder with uh, USC is a little bit, a lot different of a wide receiver than Garrett Wilson would be. He's more of a big body wide receiver who catches everything. He catches everything that comes in his, into his uh, place. And that's really all we need him to do. Because like I said, we just need anybody who could, who, we need anybody alongside Justin Jefferson right now. We do. Because Adam Thielen, Adam Thielen's one of the best receivers from the slot. And you can play him from the slot this next season and maybe cut him or trade him after this season. Let's be honest. We have to look to how we can move this money, this money uh, to Justin Jefferson, make him one of the highest paid receivers after the season. And I've talked about it. This might be Thielen's last season with the Vikings. So giving someone to play alongside Justin Jefferson um, immediately out of college would be great for the Vikings offense. And Drake London is one of the players to mention here. And then uh, Drake London, like I said, is a lot different of a receiver than an, um, uh, Garrett Wilson would be on our offense. He's much taller the guy is what what is his height i think he's like six four if i have that right six, yeah pretty much six four 220 pounds i mean the guy's just massive and this is exactly what the vikings should want to add to their offense had another player who just catches everything in his perimeter i mean we don't even know what's if earth smith jr is going to be earth smith jr this next season we have to see how he's going to be so adding a bit another big body receiver would be great for our vikings offense and that would be that'd be helpful It'd be great to know that we have a next man up for Adam Thielen because, yeah, he's shown no sign of decline, but the guy's in his 30s. 
he's making a lot of money. You might want to trade him after the season and move that money to Justin Jefferson, who's your next franchise guy. Next up, uh, so if these are the kind of players that I want the Vikings to target at 12, I'm talking about the defensive backs, obviously taking them at 12th pick but if you can't looking for a trade to trade down if you don't trade down then you can grab one of these wide receivers garrett wilson drake london if they're still on the board if you can't do any of that and you're looking for someone to just take at 12 and just swing and take a shot i like trent mcduffie i really do now yes taking him at the 12th pick might be seem like a little bit of an overdraft and right now if it was Rick Spielman, he would probably take Trent McDuffie at the 12th pick. Let's be honest. We don't know exactly how Kwesi is going to go about uh, drafting this uh, in because we haven't seen him draft ever. He's never been a GM in history. We don't really know what his style is. Is he going to take players just based off of how great they are? Or is he going to take the flashy player? Or is he going to take needs? And if it was Rick Spielman, he would probably take Trent McDuffie at the 12th pick. Um, in this case, if you can't find a trade down, I'm fine with taking Trent McDuffie. I believe he's uh, obviously not the tier in the tier of uh, Derek Stingley and Ahmad Gardner, who I would love to find at the 12th pick. But again, that next man up is exactly what the Vikings need. We just need someone who can start at corner for us desperately. And McDuffie has a massive upside and his value is more around the 16th pick. So we're kind of taking him a little or, uh, early here. But again, I do really like the guy. Now, he has some concerns. Obviously, he was great in college. The guy is small. And that's his issue. That's the issue with Trent McDuffie. He is tiny. And for corners, that's not the worst thing in the world. He's still a great tackler. And he has broken up quite a few passes in college. Again, he was with Washington, so it's not as big of a conference as it might have been with ACC or SEC as other as Ahmad Gardner and Derek Stingley were. He's a smaller guy. But again, I'm fine with taking him at 12. Give him a shot. Um, if you can't find a trade down, it's okay. I had this in my mock draft. I had them taking uh, 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 Trent McDuffie with the 12th pick, and some people were mad at me about this. Uh, but again, if you can't find a trade down, you got to take whoever can make an immediate impact on your defense. And I would argue Trent McDuffie with his upside is worth this pick if you can't find one of these other players that I mentioned here. Now, for these other prospects, these are kind of my top six prospects I just went over. For these, I'm looking at mostly trading down. If you can find a trade destination to trade down, I want these players. And I love this player right here. And that is... Devontae Wyatt. Out of the two G Georgia defensive tackles, I like both of them to play onto our defense. I absolutely love Devontae Wyatt, and he is a overlooked prospect right now. Obviously, defensive tackles fall all the time, and he's not worth the 12th overall draft pick, okay? We'll likely have to trade down if we want to take a player like Devontae Wyatt. We can honestly trade down way into the 20s if we want to take a player like Devontae Wyatt, but this guy stepping onto our defense would be massive. He's explosive off the snap, and that is exactly what the Vikings need. Great against the run, explosive off the snap. And we know Ed Donatel in charge of our defense now, he's more into his big body, his massive defensive fronts, his 3-4. Uh, he runs a 3-4 and he likes them to all be big guys. Well, that's exactly what Devontae Wyatt is. You already have Dalvin Tomlinson who can be your nose tackle this next season. You got Harrison uh, to play alongside him. You just need to add someone else. And Devontae Wyatt being our defensive end, but more as a three-tech kind of role, would be great for our Vikings defensive front. We need to add someone to this defensive front, whether that's in the first round, second round. We just need to add anybody who can be a next man up on our Vikings defensive front because this last season we were terrible against the run. And we couldn't really rush the passer unless if we blitzed. So adding Devontae Wyatt would be massive. And him coming onto our defense would likely be a day one starter. 
<clears throat> as of right now, we don't really know how our who's going to start on the D line. We we're assuming Dalvin Tomlinson is going to be the nose, and we're assuming Harrison Phillips will play alongside him. We just don't know who the other guy is going to be. I would love that to be Devontae White. Now him, this is a fast, explosive defensive lineman. He might be 304 pounds, but this guy's got speed. He runs a 4.77, which is incredible for a defensive lineman. So he'll be he'll have no problem getting to Aaron Rodgers. That's going to be a lot of fun to watch. He might be a little bit smaller, but that's no issue. I mean, Aaron Donald's small. Aaron Donald's undersized. Okay, and that guy, one of the best defensive linemen to ever exist. So Devontae Wyatt probably was stepping up as our uh, three-tech, really, defensive lineman. We haven't had a great three-tech in a long time, and it would be great to have him uh, step up onto our defensive front explosive off the snap and that's really what I'm looking at here and then next up uh, some will argue he's the better Georgia defensive tackle and that is Jordan Davis Jordan Davis one of the best defensive linemen in this draft class no question easily the best nose tackle in this draft class so uh, Jordan Davis I would like the Vikings to trade down if they are targeting Davis um, him stepping onto our defensive line will likely see him play as the nose and then kick uh probably moved Alvin Tomlinson back to defensive end to play alongside him uh, where he played this last season as well Jordan Davis is not human. This man is unstoppable. This man is a monster. And he would be great to add to our defensive line as he's amazing against the run. And I mean, he can rush the passer. It's not going to be as great as Devontae Wyatt or anybody else on that Georgia defensive line. But again, he's fast. This guy is fast for his size. This guy, you cannot tell me that Jordan Davis is human. You cannot tell me this guy is human. Look at this graph right here. He finishes... 70 or above in all categories that's unheard of that's unbelievable the guy is six foot six three out of six foot six 340 pounds and he runs a four seven that's unbelievable that should not be possible for a defensive lineman that's, i can't even believe that and he finishes high 90s in a lot of the big categories easily the best nose tackle in this draft class and would be amazing for a Vikings defensive line. But again, it's a nose tackle. So you don't want to take him with the 12th pick. You would likely have to trade down if you're targeting a player like Jordan Davis, but still a player I would love to have on my defensive line. He absolutely lit up the combine won this last, this last year in uh, the national championship with Georgia. Amazing season from Georgia. We have both their defensive tackles on this list, and they should have some more defensive linemen drafted in the first round, including Trayvon Walker, who should be drafted top three in this upcoming draft class. So still, outstanding performance from Jordan Davis. I would be fine, and I'd be even more happy with Devontae Wyatt to be onto our defense. They've really shown maybe defense does win championships. Maybe defense does win championships in college. I, I wouldn't argue that it that it would do the same in the NFL where you have quarterbacks like Patrick Mahomes who uh, against the best defense is still 60 yard touchdowns it depends it depends but in defense in college defense does win championships I'll give them credit where credit is due next up we have uh, another corner Andrew Booth I've talked about corner easily we can all agree this is the biggest need for the Vikings right now Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson um would be a player that the Vikings could target in the first round, likely trade down. I wouldn't like to see a reach for Andrew Booth with a 12th pick. Uh, but still, if you trade down, you can look for one of these tier two corners like Trent McDuffie, Trent Andrew Booth, or the next player that will go over after this. Andrew Booth, one of the best corners coming into this draft class and should be drafted in the top 20 because he is a corner. Um, again, chance of him failing. Again, gotta take corners you just have to keep swinging on corners it is such an important position in a pass heavy league you need corners on your team 
especially when you're playing Aaron Rodgers. You need someone who can, I know Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a great target right now, but you need someone who can actually play defense for your secondary against Aaron Rodgers. Right here, we have our little uh, graph right here again kind of finishes pretty mid when it comes to a lot of uh, categories for corners, but that's okay. That's all right for Andrew Booth because he has the tape in college to show his uh, show what he really can do. And Clemson, also known to breed a lot of uh, NFL cornerbacks, so we could take the next one in Andrew Booth. And for the final one on this list, we have another corner, uh, Kair Alam. I think that's how you say it from Florida. I love the guy personally. A lot of people have him taken in the second round. I really like the guy, and I'd like the Vikings to trade down and target him. Um, I don't see him being drafted in the top 20. So I'd expect the Vikings to trade down a lot if they're taking one of these tier two corners. And we could see it taking a player like uh, Elam in the first round of this draft class. Him again, finishing in some mid categories and a lot of the categories that matter. He has kind of T-Rex arms and that's kind of his uh and, and hand size. So that's kind of his downside right there. But again, he's got the tape in college. You can't argue against tape. Let's be honest. You might finish terrible in a lot of categories, but nothing says more about how you performed in college. Look at Joe Burrow. The guy finished not so great in a lot of categories. But look at Joe Burrow's tape in college. So he was easily worth a first overall draft pick for his draft class. So I'm not talking about these, how they finished in the combine as kind of the end all be all. I'm just showing you really what they can do and what their ceiling is for our team. So that's kind of what I'm looking at here. I'm looking mostly at a defensive back. I'd love Kyle Hamilton to play alongside Harrison Smith um, and be that strong safety that we desperately need right now. Uh, we can run, still run too deep, which is what Ed Donatel likes to do. I would love even more to have a corner onto our defense, someone who can step up day one, who can start for our defense, because I don't want to see Cameron Dantzler out there. Let's be honest. We don't want to see Cameron Dantzler starting for our team this next season. But again, let's talk about how we can take defensive linemen. Let's talk about how we can take a wide receiver. These are all viable positions for the Vikings. And I'd be fine with really whoever the best player available is. And I believe Kwesi's kind of going with the same approach here where he just wants to take the best player off the board and to add to our team, no matter what their position is, as long as it's not a quarterback, we're not going to take a quarterback in this draft. Uh, but outside of that, I believe that the Vikings will take really whoever they can because we're a lot more than one piece away from competing for a Super Bowl. And that's why we're picking in the 12th overall, because we need a lot of pieces to add to this team. I would like to see players in the secondary on the offense. And I didn't talk about interior offensive line. We could see a player like Tyler Linderbaum come to our defense or uh, offensive line. Again, I don't want to take Tyler Linderbaum. Let's be honest. We can take centers in the second, third round, fourth round. Taking centers in the first round has not worked out very well for our Vikings so far. We've taken one center in the first round in all franchise history, and that was Garrett Bradbury. So that really wraps up my top 10 picks who I believe the Vikings should target in the first round of this draft. All right, and then next up, we have the New Orleans Saints to talk about here. New Orleans Saints have two picks in the first round. Who do the New Orleans Saints target at quarterback? I mean, we know they're going for an entire new team, a new regime, bringing in a new head coach, going for an entire new roster right now. There's no question that the Saints are targeting a quarterback. I've talked about it in the past. So in my opinion, Malik Willis, easily the best quarterback in this draft class. Can the Saints get their hands on Malik Willis? Because if we pull up the, um, hold on, let's find this. If we pull up the, the draft list right here, this is the draft list. Saints are picking, if I move this on over, Saints are picking at 16 and 19. And they're looking to get a quarterback. This is from the Philadelphia Eagles trade as of recently, where I believe that was a win-win. I honestly believe that was a win-win. Saints 
going for a quarterback in this year's draft perfectly fine i mean they probably could have waited out till 2023 to go for one of those uh, quarterbacks in the next draft class who are expected to be better but still i've talked about it this might be a bad quarterback class, but there's going to be a gem in the mix. There's going to be someone who's going to turn into a franchise quarterback in the future. I've talked about Malik Willis being the best quarterback. He'll likely go in the top six. And then kind of those tier two quarterbacks, Desmond Ritter, Kenny Pickett. These are other quarterbacks that you can take into the first round comfortably. So in the top 10, if the Saints take a quarterback, they'll likely have to trade up into the top 10 if they want to get Malik Willis. You have a lot of quarterbacks in the top 10 who are looking for, or a lot of teams looking for quarterbacks in the top 10 right now, with that being Carolina at six. We know that they're interested in a quarterback. They tried trading for quarterbacks this offseason, were unable to do so. And I mean, Sam Darnold's their quarterback. Matt Rule's trying to save his career. What a trash franchise right now. The New Orleans, I mean, the... <laughs> Well, New Orleans Saints kind of fell apart too, but I'm talking about the Carolina Panthers here because they don't pick until like the fourth round after this. Yeah, they're in a terrible position. They're likely going for a quarterback at the sixth overall pick or trading down if they don't find that. And then you have Atlanta, Seattle, who also just traded away their quarterbacks this offseason, also looking for another quarterback. Um, and then you kind of go down here. Washington could look to a quarterback. I don't know why they traded for Carson Wentz. They could look to a quarterback. Houston will likely stick with Davis Mills. Uh, so if the New Orleans Saints do want Malik Willis, they'll have to combine both of their draft picks and trade above maybe Carolina. And I just don't see that happening. I'm going to rule out the chance of Malik Willis going to play with the Saints. I'm going to rule it out. I'm going to mostly look at these tier two quarterbacks, in my opinion, and that would be Kenny Pickett and Desmond Ritter right here. The New Orleans Saints, I've talked about it many times. Don't be surprised if Desmond Ritter ends up being the best quarterback in this class. Don't be. Desmond Ritter is the most athletic quarterback in this draft class. He might not have the arm that Malik Willis has or the accuracy that Kenny Pickett has, but if he can go to a system like New Orleans Saints, they can make him work. Because what do you do? What did we see Drew Brees do the last few seasons? He threw short slants to Michael Thomas and screen passes to Alvin Kamara. Throw me onto that offense. I can do that. There's, I have no question that Desmond Ritter will be able to work onto that New Orleans Saints offense. And I absolutely love the idea of putting him onto that team. Now, obviously, without Sean Payton, they're not going to be as he's he's kind of he was kind of the the mastermind behind their offense. I don't expect him to really uh, whoever Dennis Allen to really be Sean Payton or anything like that. But again, him stepping onto the offense, I would really like to see that happen for the. I personally, I'm a Vikings fan. I hate the Saints. I don't. But I'm kind of trying to be on bias here and talk about how I believe the Saints should approach their quarterback situation. Because obviously, everyone's interested. Where is Desmond Ritter go? Where can Kenny Pickett going to go? We'll likely see those be the two quarterbacks off the board. But watch, or Malik Willis and, De and Kenny Pickett, but watch out for Desmond Ritter. That guy being a quarterback in Cincinnati, you all saw him play in Cincinnati. That man was easily the most athletic quarterback this last season. Now, accuracy was an issue. Arm strength is an issue. Yes, but you see many quarterbacks where they can work around this. You see, there's many quarterbacks who don't have the best arm, who don't have the most, who aren't the most accurate, but you work around the strengths. That's what you're supposed to do as a, as a, as a head coach is put your quarterback in the right situation to succeed, which is exactly what the Saints should do here. If you're going for a quarterback like Desmond Ritter, honestly, Saints, I would just trade up yeah, he'll fall to 16, likely going to fall to 16. You need a quarterback. Desperately right now, Saints are looking to a quarterback. They tried to get Deshaun Watson. They couldn't. Outside of that, I mean, look at their division. You get the right quarterback, you can take control of your div division in a couple years, assuming Tom Brady doesn't play until he's 50. 
you can take control of that division pretty soon. But if you don't find a quarterback like Desmond Ritter, who I've talked about a lot, you can find a quarterback in the second round. I've talked about it. I really like Carson Strong. I really like Sam Howell. Actually, I don't like Carson Strong. Sorry, we'll put that aside. I really like Sam Howell. Sam Howell throws a beautiful deep ball and could step onto your offense. You can find him in the second round. You can trade down or maybe take him in the first round. Saints have a lot of options here, which is why I say that this trade that they made with... um. Eagles is right, goes right into the Saints' favor here, where they can find a quarterback. And on New Orleans Saints, I'm really interested in what a lot of you fans are kind of looking at here. Uh, what quarterback you want to take? I'm a huge fan of Desmond Ritter, and I've said it many times. But Malik Willis trading up is that really a possibility? Maybe Carolina is dumb enough to take Kenny Pickett at six. Maybe they still believe Kenny Pickett's the best quarterback in this class. He does have the best tape. He does but he's not nearly uh, as capable as Malik Willis is when it comes to being an NFL quarterback, which is why maybe you can trade up. Maybe you got the Giants. Combine both first-round picks to the Giants. Giants have a lot of needs. They can trade down. They already pick five, fifth overall. Seventh is a possible trading down spot for the Giants. I'm really interested on in what the Saints are going to do here because we know they're interested in a quarterback. They've said it. They've made it obvious. They tried to get Deshaun Watson. It's obvious. They're looking for a quarterback right now. But all in all, when you're packaging it together, who is the Saints going to take? That's really the question in this draft. And I love the draft because there's so many possibilities that can uh, that can play out. And maybe Malik Willis does fall. There's so many possibilities uh, that can play out and really where quarterbacks are going to go. And I really, for Desmond Ritter's sake, I want him to be a first-round draft pick. I don't want to see Desmond Ritter to go to Detroit. I don't want to see him go to Houston. I want to see him go to a team that knows how to use him. I want to see him go to Seattle. I want to see him go to New Orleans. I want to see him go to one of these teams that are have players already that are working around them that where they can go and make an immediate impact. That's what I'm hoping for Desmond Ritter's sake because this is a quarterback who can who can be a franchise quarterback. Desmond Ritter is a quarterback who can be a pro bowler, all pro in the future. You see it in him. You see it in him. He just has to go to the right system. And I've said it many times. I love Desmond Ritter. AJ Green says, I think Ritter will fall to the early second round. I love Ritter too. He's second on my list. I completely agree. Desmond Ritter is the second best quarterback prospect in my opinion. And him falling to the second round, I maybe. I mean, there's a lot of teams at late first round who could be taking a quarterback, Tampa Bay. Maybe they're looking for someone who's the next man up, because let's be honest, it's not going to be Kyle Trask. And then uh, some of these other teams could be looking to quarterbacks as well. De uh, Detroit also picking late first round. I don't want to see Desmond Ritter go to Detroit. No, uh, no way. No way should Desmond Ritter go to Detroit. That would be awful. That would be so bad for his sake because he has to go to a system who has an offensive-minded head coach who can work with him. Seattle is just one of those names to mention. Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta has some young talent. And working with Kyle Pitts, that would be so helpful for um, Desmond Ritter to work with Kyle Pitts. And if I was going to put my money on it, who would take Desmond Ritter? I'm going to go with the New Orleans Saints. I would. I'd put it to the New Orleans Saints' favor to taking Desmond Ritter. I believe it's going to happen. And I'm fine with that. A lot better than him going to Detroit or Houston for that sake, because they have a history of ruining quarterbacks' careers. But that's really going to wrap up this episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy tuning into this show. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings and football-related content. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day. Skull. Here we go.